one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. But we can go better than that, can't we? For a limited time. 15%. On Will's probate conveyancing. There you go. Team yeah. effort. Apart from Moscow, who doesn't bother with this. He's promoting a scarf uh, instead. He, of he refuses to do it, doesn't he? He actually says, I'm not talking about those chumps. I was just thinking over uh, the, is it irony or is it appropriate that it's the Scotsman's show that has the bigger discount? Because that's the stereotype, isn't it? Is that why it's been arranged that way? Is yes. To, is to mock Phil and his people. Yes. Phil did pull out from his wallet the other day a little note you left him at about this point last season, didn't he? Which was a little, he wrote, help us, Phil, with a little smiley yeah, face. And he said, he's, he's had it in his wallet since. Which, you didn't, sli- you didn't slip it in there in the press box. It was in the, it was on the table in here, wasn't it? Yes, I knew he was coming in for something after we'd been in here. So uh, I left that for him. A fat lot of good it's doing us right now. Run it back, sister. Um, just to let you know that the, yeah, the 15% discount on those things, just to wrap up that thought, is over on the Phil Hay Monday Club. Have a look at the video. All the audio for that, and there you will find a special URL when you contact Levi Solicitors to get your 15% discount on those three. This is propaganda anyway. Propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. The premise of this show is us laughing at the sadness of the football world. Unfortunately, that joke isn't funny anymore, is it, as the song, <laughs> the song went. Well, no, it can still be. Can it? But it wasn't a great day, was it, yesterday? Um, did you watch any of it? I did not. Yesterday being the uh, Bank Holiday Monday games, 8th of May. Where um, everyone scored. Everyone who couldn't score down the bottom decided to score like eight goals straight each. Straight off the back of Phil Hayes sitting in that... No, he wasn't in that chair. He was on Zoom. So he was in that little monitor talking at me saying that Everton couldn't score <laughs> and Leicester looked more likely to stay up. And there was the whole flip reverse. Yeah, it's funny. We came out the weekend, Leeds United almost looked like the sanest team. Mm. at the bottom because just losing 2-1 to Manchester City relatively normal I think we can handle that everybody's pretty comfortable with the way that went and then um, Monday which is only a bank holiday because of the new king and this this is how he kicks off his reign making Leeds fans miserable at least his mother gave us the FA Cup correct so let's have her back because I'm not happy about the way this is going on on Big Sam do we want to hear the, the, the messages on him pre-game yeah, a few people got in touch, used the feedback form from the previous week to just send us little a few notes about Big Sam. So here's what people had to say on that. I feel for Gracia. I don't think it's his fault. I think we were all frustrated with the lack of proactivity and 
uh, subs and team selection and so on. But let's be real, it, this isn't his fault. It's, I mean, we know whose it is and Orta looks like he's lost his job. And I mean, I'm just following for the remainder of this season, not in the hope that we stay up or the expectation that we stay up, but purely because I think it'll be funny. I mean, just commit to the bit, get Big Sam in. We'll all have a laugh and watch us try and long ball Brexit our way to safety. I mean, even if we go down, when we go down, it'll be funny. So we seem to be going from the sublime to the ridiculous. Uh, Victor's gone. See you later, Victor. Bit of a mixed bag, really. Sam's coming in, which is just fucking absurd. But then it's a fucking absurd season, so what are you going to do? Um, I'll tell you one thing. It is never, ever boring supporting this club. And, you know, there's something in that, I guess. There's something in supporting a club where it's always interesting. might not always be positive, but it's always interesting. So we shall see what the next four games bring us. Cheers all. Keep up the good work, whatever division we're in. How in God's name are we gone from Marcelo Bielsa to Big Sam in a little over 14 months? Fuck's sake. Fucking hell, Big Sam, eh? He is not somebody I ever wanted at the club. I think I'm not alone in that, but I am firmly at the fuck it, why not stage. So, yeah, fuck it, why not? I kind of, in a sadistic way, kind of like the appointment. I I had no hope yesterday, and now I feel like I've got maybe 2% hope. But I love the fact that inside the club, they must know what appointing Allardyce means and what it looks like to the outside. And this is an admission on their part without saying as much that they know they have just absolutely fucked this up royally. Um, And I think there's something quite nice about that. Yeah, well said that, man. I think that's about it, isn't it? Let's address that point as well, because Clayton Heights-White asks us, and I'm going to say this in the voice that I assumed it was typed in, as much as you lot so obviously hate Big Sam, he would have kept us up giving a decent shot, you bastards. I did the bastards bit. We don't hate Big Sam, do we? I think we just hate what he represents, and it's what was addressed there by the the last uh, the last voice note, maybe. I don't care. If, did he ever hate him? I don't know. People will probably go back now to when we beat West Brom and be like, "Yes, you were laughing at him, saying he was a, a stupid fat dinosaur." But we, well, we do we do that about everybody. We laugh at everybody yeah. who's not us. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm not a big that's fan of some of the is. some of the like the way he got sacked from the England job didn't reflect well on him, and some of the stuff with relationships with particular agents and stuff. I don't like that side of football some of the same stuff we criticise Warnock for essentially style of play also not what I like but also you've got to say he's had a good career out of it and he's done he's been very successful he's only really failed at West Brom which when we looked at their squad you went well Lee Peltier's there so far so far well I think is this won't be his failure will it we could pin it on him since we hate him so much <laughs> yeah I, I just want to see something more beautiful because we had something more beautiful and then we've gone off the edge of a cliff. We've gone off the cliff edge and um, tumbled down the cliff face and Big Sam has, has tried to catch us at the bottom. I mean, we've lived through Warnock, Bates, I hate, you know, as much as anybody living. And he was here for a lot longer than four games. Dennis Wise couldn't stand him. Um, Steve Evans, just at the absolute pits um, of a human. But even Steve Evans, um, with his convictions, got... Who's he got promoted this season? Some team, hasn't he? Some team. Stevenage. Stevenage. Yeah, the team. It's so good they named it after Steve Evansage. Um, so, you know, <laughs> these things, um, even bad people succeed. So I've lived through all, all 
those people at Leeds, I can handle Big Sam for four games. I don't care. But you're right. I mean, the thing with um, the England job, it's all pint of wine business makes it seem quite twee, but he was, you know, sitting there trying to sell the status that he'd acquired through being the England job into helping agents take money that they weren't entitled to. So it was a pretty, you know, it was a pretty ugly um, episode, but it kind of gets hidden behind, oh, he's good old Big Sam and his pint of wine. So he's not, you know, there's not a lot to like about him from those uh, point of view, but as long as he's only here for four games and he goes away, back to his uh, tippy t- no tippy-tappy football podcast where he can be safely ignored. I mean, that's the, that's the caveat, isn't it? Nobody wants him beyond these four games, surely. I mean, I know I've seen some arguments for, well, if we go down, we should keep him to rebuild. I'm going to say not. No. Not for me. But then again, he's, he's almost a no-thought option, isn't he? Which, bear in mind, we don't have a director of football and the only other person... I know it's a good antidote to this, Michael. Use some thought. Yeah. But Mind you, that's, yeah, it's got us in trouble. They're still going to be looking through the phone book and going, I've got Corboran, I've got Allardyce and Paul Heckingbottom in here and Thomas Christensen. Mm-hmm. I don't think, Hecky's not going to want it. Have they tried, they should pick up the football yellow pages, give someone else a go. Give them a ring. Give um, Slot a ring. Say, I know you're in the Champions League next year, but Champions Championship. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be better for you, wouldn't it? Hey, we'll you, go get you Shredder raise- back. You do raise a good point, though, Moscow. Even even if we do hate him, he'll still probably only be like the fourth most hated Leeds manager of the past decade. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's not... very mild compared to... Mm. I don't hate him. him. No, no, I don't, I don't, hate, I don't hate him at all. I don't like him. But Dennis Wise. Yeah. Uh, it's not my not my sort of manager. I don't like the style of football. But if it keeps us up, great. Yeah. And um, and it looks better than what Grassi was producing towards the end. And it's quite funny so uh, comparing him to um, Jesse Marsh so far because they are essentially the same person. It's just I don't think Allardyce... Um, speaks German so that's, that's the, the key difference I think that is the thing where everyone's drawing this line between particularly the sort of mainstream pundits seem to be drawing a line between you know, how can you go from Bielsa to Allardyce but Marsh as mm. a bridge actually makes perfect sense yeah. because he, his use of possession was ridiculous it's like putting together a good playlist isn't it you need good songs to segue between the different genres yeah yeah. You went. You the Marsh was the, the bridge between pressing but no ball retention to not pressing and no ball retention. No, not pressing and no ball retention. <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's, the, that's the sense of the steps. And it's all about vibes. I mean, Allardyce was saying it after the game, that it's like it can't do anything apart from make people feel better. That's his key strength, is he makes people feel better. And that was one of the key takeaways from Marsh when he did his seminar in America. He was saying that I'm much more about um, leadership and creating a positive environment than I am about coaching. It's the same thing. And they also got led into their style of play through the same route, Allardyce, big advocate, early adopter of analytics and statistics. And they led him into the idea that what you don't want is possession and you don't want to take risks at your own end and the the percentage football and getting it long. That's why he's always going on about passing no tippy-tappy in your own half. He says that if you look at the stats, he was saying this last week, if you look at the stats, you will give up more goals by having possession near your own penalty area. It's all about stats and the way Red Bull arrived at there style of play was stats they looked at the what was the best way to counter possession football it's tackling high up the field it should take eight seconds to have a shot ten seconds to score a goal all based on the maths they both arrived at their style of play through the same data analytics route just Allardyce did it 20 years ago without the backing of a he was on gravy instead of fizzy drinks so they're very very similar so it's kind of you're right the switch from Bielsa to Allardyce happened when Marsh turned up we went from from probably a style of play closest to what Manchester City were doing against us on Saturday to a style of play much closer to Bolton in the early 20th century. We were always saying that 
Jesse Marsh was a bit Wimbledon in German. <laughs> Wimbledon. <laughs> and that's um, how it turned out. On vibes and this, in this case, a negative atmosphere, Rubers suggest we were far too negative on the match ball. I'm blaming you and Rob, Michael, for that because I tried to be uh, the hype man, but you weren't having a bar of it. Uh, Ruber says, listened on my way home from the game and you miserable fuckers didn't enhance the journey. We need vibes. Oh, we've got to go to his vibes, lads. Let's hope and pray. And GBTT, that's get behind the team. And Waffle, which is we all fucking love Leeds, of course. Yeah. I think it's one of those where it was obvious from the reaction of the players in the stadium that there was a decent kind of an atmosphere going on there and a healing was taking place. But I think having watched it on TV, I just came away thinking now, I know it looks tight on paper, but that wasn't a close game. Like that was, we should have been three, four, five goals behind. The mad thing is though, we've not had a close game against Man City since we've been up really apart from the we home draw. We beat them. The home draw. With, yeah, they, with them. Yeah, but they absolutely, they, no, I said apart from the home draw, we beat them away but they absolutely hammered us for 90 minutes. So we, we have, just, since we came up apart from twice out of the, if, five, the well, six times you, that we played them, so a third of the time, we you, beat them and drew. If you let me finish the point that I'm making, yeah, I'm not interested. The wrong point. Well, Started off badly. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> I'm just saying that the matches themselves, we've never been in touch with them apart from that home draw where we went toe to toe with them. Even the away game, we were under it because we had ten men. Is what I was saying. Every other game, they've completely controlled possession, and it just happens to be that we got the scoreline that went in our favour when we beat them when Dallas scored, and we got a two-one out of this one, albeit fell the wrong side of the odd goal. I wonder if Allardyce watched that because famously Jesse Marsh didn't. Don't know. Well, it was quite funny you saying that he. Um... He hadn't watched the Manchester City. Who did they play last week? Played West Ham, didn't he? In, did it in midweek? God, I can't remember. They yes. played a game. Yes, they did at home. And he said that he hadn't had time to watch that because he was watching too many videos of Manchester City. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that. What was what was going on? So I think he was trying to watch as much as he possibly could, and that game probably was not as relevant. I mean, Marsh had the luxury of, of a lot more time than uh, Allardyce is dealing with at the moment, so I could forgive him that. The other, it could have gone. I was thinking about this with uh, Joel Robles and sort of him coming out of the game looking quite well. That really he's he's got Haaland to thank for a lot of that because it was quite um, difficult if Haaland had scored the four that he should have. Whether we would have still been going, oh yeah, it was the the right. I think it was the right decision to let um, Malier sit down for that one. But then I was watching the goals and kind of going, beating it is near post, and then didn't die for the second one, and then. This fuck up with Christensen and imagining if it had been Melier still there, whether we would have had the, the forgiveness. But I think that comes down to the whole game is it could quite easily have been 7-0 to Manchester City. It wasn't. And we've got to really pick the positives out of the fact that it wasn't. And um, then go beat Newcastle and West Ham and Spurs. I think we're going to get nine points from nine. <laughs> And it, still get relegated, which feels, is the way things have gone thing is, yesterday. Like, Monday night, based on the games that went on and waking up this morning it felt horrible it's still there to be done it's still there to be done it's not over it's not over yet it feels bleak it's just not over yet St- yeah, just hang in there and that's where the insanity of Monday comes in because none of those games made any sense I mean Leicester shouldn't be so bad that they're giving up 4-0 to Fulham by the 50th minute and then I'd, possibly one of the worst chants I've ever heard in the first half when the Leicester fans were going Dean Smith sort it out Dean Smith, Dean Smith, sort it out. Desperate, desperate times. If we ever start singing that to Big Sam, just close the club down. That's the point where we will have um, gone too far. I mean, Leicester, but of course, have got John Terry, haven't they, doing their defensive stuff? Yes. So so that doesn't work. You know, John Terry's gone in there, sort out the defence. They concede four, then they concede five, but then Vardy misses a penalty. It could have been 5-4. Stupid. What, um, I like, what I like about John Terry is 
is that he's got a really holistic approach. It's not just like looking after the defenders, it's looking after all their families as yeah, well. Yeah, so. Very close. Um, close interest in the home lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really good. It's like trying to take care of everything. Take every guy. Take every box, yeah. So do, do you want to hear the, the mega mix, Michael, or should we move on to the fun? I was going to say, with Everton, can't score. They've used all their goals up now in one game. Yep. So that's that's them done. And then Nottingham Forest, it's going to be so sweet for those scenes at the... Uh, the Garibaldi, I believe they call it. Yeah, the Tricky Tree Stadium mm-hmm. um, last night to precede them being relegated. So it's going to be, it's all quite joyous. Um, we stay up on the final day. I've said it before. We stay up on the final day and everyone's furious. Yep. Or I think the other scenario that I've been... Um, I mean, maybe we go down, but... That I've been playing out is that we, we finish 18th and then Everton's points deduction gets yeah. in. Yeah. The next is like announced the next day, and then everything kicks off. So and we're all, we're all fur- we're furious. The stadium's furious. We're annoyed at going down, and then we we'll I mean, say that, so that far would have that. interesting implications for the old. Uh, I suppose it's all down to the goal, like the share in the Premier League, because the Forty Nine is supposed to take over as soon as we're mathematically safe. That so the story goes. So if we're um, mathematically safe because Everton have had a points deduction, and then it's like right now you own the club, but then on appeal, that gets turned over and we're back in the championship then and then the 49ers have bought us. What happens? What ha- What goes on? It's going to be great, isn't it? This summer's <laughs> going to be hilarious. And then Man City gets shut down. That's the right thing to do. And we have to have Haaland because all the players, I think, when um, Manchester City get closed down... Birth City. To get yep, sent home. Players get redistributed according mm. to the city of their birth. So we have um, Calvin and Erling. Have they got any... Does it have to be Premier League because John Stones is from... Is he Barnsley born? Barnsley, I think. We'll have him. Yeah, he's near enough. Yeah. He's near enough. Although um, I guess like a Sheffield could probably have a claim to him now. They're a Premier League side. Mm. Never mind. Never mind. They should do that. Though. It was a reverse draft every year. Just let people down the bottom pick some of Man City's players. Keep it interesting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's get into some clips then, Michael. Um, do you want to do the mega mix now or is it too, going to be too sad? No, get it out of the way. All right. Get it out of the way. If, if you, people, it, people, it, people need to be sad if they want to be sad. So misery does love company. If you don't want company, um, three minutes here, sit it's not, tight. It's not, it's not all sad either. It's not? Uh, some people are, you know, all right with it. Not just your people that you've handpicked then. <laughs> 2-1 at City is respectable. 
And I don't care if they miss chances. We miss chances too. Every team in every game misses chances. At the end of the game, what matters is what the score is, and we lost by one goal to a team that is allowed to spend whatever they want on their team with impunity in excess of many small nations' GDP. We gave them far too much respect in the first half. The third post gave Mares a fucking virtual red carpet. Second half, much better for me. Robles, man of the match. And it says something that a 2-1 sitter started wasting time in corners and shit. Fucking avid. City fans suck. Uh, our fans were louder and we showed more passion. And they're lazy and they're too entitled. So you know what? Fuck them. Fuck them and, and, and their overconfidence in the club that is made from a shit ton of money. We've got the passion. No matter where we play, we've got the passion, so we're always going to win, and I'm going to die on that hill. I actually think that was a pretty damn good game. I mean, we went smash 7-0. We, we put up a good showing. Rodrigo scored. He looked really good. Really happy for him. Verba looked really good. We looked better defensively than we have for quite a while, more tight, more cohesive, and I just felt like the fans were absolutely there and behind the team, and that was so nice to see because I know that we've all been feeling, including me, just pretty awful recently and it was just oh it was just so nice to see everyone like really singing along and really getting into it because frankly man city might have all the money and resources and they might be able to buy the league but they're just sports washed aren't they it was a much better second half effort from the boys i thought that they were coming out and they you know stole that goal and gave themselves a chance they played pretty solid defensively minus a pascal strike uh, foul in the box, but we'll overlook that. But but really, the thing that spoke to me was, what does it say about Jorginho Ruter that now three different managers have decided he's not good enough? I know that this is Victor Orta's problem, but I can't help but think to myself, why is a 35 million pound striker sitting on the bench? I really can't say anything about the match ball. Except to say, I'm gobsmacked. We didn't get stuff six or seven one. But what I do want to do is to propose that Haaland is made a hero for not scoring goals when he obviously could have scored lots of goals. And Calvin Phillips is another hero for obviously hating it, Man City, not wanting to play and probably feeling he's better off at Leeds. We'd be definitely better off with him at Leeds. So if we stay in the division, maybe we should try and get him back. There we go. Fair shout. Fair shout. Calvin back. Do you think he regrets it? Or do you think he'll just get lucky? He'll, he'll enjoy hoovering up his medals, but he's not playing, is he? What's he played about 10 minutes this season? Yeah, it's not great, is it? Put some Yorkshire puddings on your feet and come back to Leeds and have a nice time. He's still, I mean, he might. He's got another move in before then, probably, hasn't he? West Ham will sell Declan Rice and buy him and we'll be in the championship. And he might just, just do what him. they always do at Man City and just be good next year. Yeah, that's an option, isn't it? I mean, you're, it's how many times... Uh, we don't need to go too deep. It's a city squad building. But if you think about the story of John Stones, there, how many times he's looked like an absolute mm. catastrophe. And now this year, he's probably one of their best players in what could be one of their greatest ever seasons with one of the greatest ever teams that's ever been constructed. So, you know, he's got a stupid long contract on stupid big money. But is he really happy? That's the question. I say not. Can we, I mean, go, can we hear from City Extra? To, gets to play with. Harland and and uh, Grealish and Foden and De Bruyne are in training every day, doesn't he? So it's probably not a bad way to go to work. I'd hate that. I'd rather train with some chumps to feel better about myself. 
Can we hear from City Extra then? Yeah. Because, come on, that's what it's all about. So So this is the bit where we scored, but unprecedented time for City Extra. There was actually a power cut during the game. Because I was watching through the um, through the live stream, trying to get to the like dipping in and out, trying to find different bits of it. But then when I got to the bit where we were going to score, oh no, there's no power. It had gone off, and I was like, "Oh shit!" The live streams ended. Thankfully, being the pros they are, they got on a on a mobile, and they were um, <laughs> no money in the meat. Oh. <laughs> and they started. Uh, so they're now watching. So this is from their watch along, but they're not watching along because all their power's gone off. <laughs> So they're watching, they're watching a mobile phone giving updates and the YouTube chat, which is obviously about thirty seconds behind the phone updates they're getting. So this is this is what it's come to. This sounds glorious. Someone just said he encroached. It might be retaken. Pep got mad at Harlan. Says if this is what I said this against when he when he let Maris have it, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Pep screaming. Oh, Leeds goal! Fuck off! Yeah, Leeds goal! Fuck's sake, man! Told you these chances, people. You've got to be burying these chances. We're going to get murked here. How long's left? Five minutes. Fuck's sake, man. Why is he letting Gundogan take the penalty, man? It's a fucking joke. Said this when he let Maris take it the other day and you scored, everyone was chilling. Nah. That's a joke thing, man. <laughs> I love it. Just something about it's magic, isn't it? It's just got that secret sauce, the whole thing. Getting murked. Chilling with a joke yeah. thing. Man. Man. Yeah. Do you remember... Rio Ferdinand's, yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was Rio's World Cup wind-ups. Was, yeah. I think that was the last time I heard any, but 2006. Mm. Wow, yeah, Rio Ferdinand doing a practical joke show. Mm. Great, sounds, great sounds, sounds about as funny as herpes. Yeah, almost. This, how will we, this guy's come to do a drugs test? How will you get away from him? <laughs> right, uh, it's half-time then. We're going back to City Extra, and they've got power. This is good. Yeah, Leeds, man. Leeds are, Leeds are in trouble, you know. These are in yeah. serious trouble. If you look at their fixtures, they are they are not having a good time, man. They are not having a good time. Their next fixtures, yeah, listen to this. Newcastle, next Saturday, grim. West Ham away. I mean, it's possibly is winnable because they should be on the beaches, I'd be imagine. And then Tottenham Hotspur, mate. They are they are seriously mudded, mate. They are in the mud. Seriously. <laughs> heavy that. <laughs> I love these guys, they're amazing. Yeah, Heavy is the... Mum's been out to get another key for the meter. <laughs> no, that was at half-time, so that's going back in time. Oh, right, so okay. we scored towards the end of the game, so that's when they still had... Mum's in the lounge refusing had... to go out of the shop. Mum's got the, uh, the... She probably had a air dryer on or something, using it, <laughs> running it all down quickly. <laughs> Turn the hot tub off! <laughs> probably somebody wanted to watch the coronation. It can't have, ah, that's uh, true. After two streams at once. Oh, dear me. Yeah, where, where are we going next then, Michael? We're mudded. What we got? We're just in the mud, aren't we? We're on mud, that's where we are. Um, I do like them saying, "Oh, you're telling Manchester City with Erling Haaland up front that they've got to start taking the chances." So, like, there, there is a point if you are a Manchester City fan, and it's got to be difficult trying to find ways of criticising the team, and it does come down to Erling Haaland doesn't isn't clinical enough and is too nice about who takes the penalties, which is what it, it, there's a little Jesse Marsh story in all that. that I don't know if everybody knows, but Jesse, he at um, at Salzburg because Haaland was scoring all the goals, he would let other players take the penalties as a way of kind of letting them have a go. And obviously, because it was Jesse Marsh telling us, he's like, oh God, he's such a he's such a great guy. He wanted to do that for the team. And I had to tell him, like, Erling, you've got to be more ruthless. But he was just, he just kept letting the other guys take the penalties. And um, The guys were always ignoring me. <laughs> it's kind of uh, funny to see. And I, I couldn't work out with um, Haaland on, on that penalty because it's, a mixture of 
One, Gundogan to have a hat-trick. Two, he's been missing chances all day. So whether had did Erling Haaland have a crisis of confidence and think, I might actually miss this if I try to take it. And three, what do you think maybe a tiny element of like, I don't want to be scoring a penalty against Leeds? Yeah, all of that. Can we go across Manchester to Stretford Paddock and then some more Mancunian noise? Oh, yeah. they're terrible now as well, aren't they? They are terrible now, yeah. That. So this is, you'll hear him in the background. This is green and gold again, mate. This yeah, is they can't, for... it was, they played West Ham in the week, so we can't, who did No, Manchester no, it was, it was last, last midweek, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well then, who did they lose to? They played they, they play West Ham at the weekend. Why are West Ham playing all the time? Because they've got European Europe. fixtures. Well, I hope it tires them out. <laughs> that, that's one of our remaining hopes. Yes, come on. You know, I've, um, I have seen this goal now. I must admit, I've I've got just unwatched episodes of Match of the Day on my my box because I'm not I'm not entertaining. I've seen the scores. That's enough. I don't yeah, I not. don't wish to see. I'm the same. I don't wish to see happy fans of Everton or um, Nottingham Forest. So fine. I've unfortunately had to see the Forest goal because that last one. I think it's the last one where Gibbs White does that nice touch. Yeah. Fuck off. Rubbish. Stupid. Right. Anyway. Anyway, so this is this is Stretford Paddock where this sometimes has Andy Tate on it. Distinct for Andrew Tate. Uh, he's not on the show, but you can hear him in the background as De Gea lets this one in. Oh, oh no. Oh, De Gea. There we go. Absolute howler. I've literally been defending you before this and said it, said it. He's always susceptible to making stupid mistakes. There's your contract, Dave. <sighs> Finished. You can't have there's no excuse. Can't defend it, is it? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Angry man in background. Just I, wandering around the back. background. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> good fun. Good fun. Right, where are we going next? Um, do you want to go to some? Do you want to go to Italy or to Southampton? Let's go to Italy. Let's. Can we finish on Southampton just to remind ourselves that there are people worse than us? I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll do that. <laughs> this is. I only. I came across this clip completely by chance and it's an Italian woman talking about English football but something about the use of nicknames that just it just gave me a nice little flashback to the fast show you know ah. when it used to go Boutros, Boutros, Gali and Chris yeah. Waddle <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit of Italian Leeds chat for you non è un sostituto normale perché il sostituto del signor Gracia è Sam Allardyce per gli amici in Inghilterra il Big Sam che anche solo a livello mediatico ha già vinto perché si è conquistato tutte le copertine tutte le prime pagine e tutti i titoli quindi Big Sam oggi andiamo a scoprire chi è I love that yeah. nice because it should not be like Grosso Sam or something sounds like lovely though yeah. Venti like Starbucks mm, indeed and she's called uh, Julia Frigio which I believe translates as Julie Fridge correct or yep. Julia Fridge yep. one of the two anyway so nice to hear from her. Right, so who have we got next? We've got, Dar- oh, we've got some championship action getting ready for next season. Great, well, great. I mean, I was almost as disappointed by the goal hanger, who's a Derby YouTuber. Oh no, so that's not championship action, is it? That's League One action. League One action. Ah, uh, because they can't get back to the championship now, can they, well, this they, season? They missed out, didn't they? They, they could have yeah. gone in the playoffs. They lost at Sheffield Wednesday. Peterborough won. They dropped out. Can I, can I just do this? <laughs> well, I was really disappointed because I wanted to see hear some of that and listen to this, listen to this young lad. Being reasonable. First off, though, I thought Derby created a lot of good chances, just couldn't put them in the back of the net. We were just lacking that final pass, that final ball, which would set us up for a great goal-scoring opportunity. Obviously, Chef Wednesday took their chance from the penalty when they got it, and in that second off, they came at us a lot more with the extra man advantage. But Derby we just couldn't do it. And at the end of the day, Peter did what they had to do, and Derby we just couldn't do it in the end. Unfortunately, we're not in the playoffs, but is that a blessing in disguise? Who knows? It has been a really enjoyable season for me. I've loved watching Derby County in League One, going to these new grounds, experiencing it all, and we'll be doing it all again next season. 
Where are they in the uh, in the cycle? Is that two years down now, or is that the first year down? God, I can't remember. They went down the year. It soon wears off. Is the point I was going to make? The novelty mm-hmm. wears off. Yeah, but imagine that just going off and going away and going enjoying watching your football team. Well, you you yeah. said to me you enjoyed the League One years, even though it was awful being down there, mm-hmm. going to new grounds and stuff. You're making the same point, don't you? Pick up this young lad on. on I want like t- your, wanted... your double standards, Normanton. I wanted tears though. There's also mm. the distance from Frank Lampard. Mm. So if Lampard was still the manager, or when Lampard was the manager, that young gentleman was probably a, an absolute menace to society. <laughs> it's an absolute rotten soul. But there's been some um, some time to grow, to heal. To learn as people that obviously none of those things have occurred to Frank Lampard, but the the people in his wake, I think some of them have had the chance to improve as people. Who is their manager? Uh, they got uh, the physio from Rotherham. He's really oh, nice. Warm. Yeah, he's good. Dismissive of calling him the physio from <laughs> Rotherham, but I, de- I genuinely couldn't remember his name, but I do remember <laughs> that he was, it's a great story that he was the physio and mm. got the job. And there's just been an absolute revelation as a manager, but um, yeah, good on him as well to just keep Derby just outside the players mm. maybe next year they can lose in the playoffs yeah and then that would be progress keep building from there no just like then the year after that just don't get into the playoffs again that would be the cycle I'd like them to get into should we hear some people who were a bit more upset about missing out on the playoffs yeah I mean what it does do is if we do go down it cements a trip back to the den next year yeah. doesn't it so is... much negativity Big Sam's keeping us up yeah you, you can hear a bit of um, he played for Millwall didn't he Big Sam probably oh. probably Anyway, this is this is at the end of the game. If if you're not aware of what happened there, they were three one up, weren't they? Against Dar- uh, against um, Blackburn. Blackburn, beg your pardon. Lost four three. Sunderland won. Drops out of the playoffs. So this is the this is full time, and you can hear the man on the main camera has been quite reasonable. You can, you can hear a bit of Millwally stuff in the background. Sorry, Bob. for the players and claps unbelievable I'll be honest I never expected us to get it done today um, but I didn't expect it to be as devastating as that ah well so I felt a bit sorry for him why? don't know Cause you, you're just feeling sorry for yourself I am aren't feeling you, sorry minute, for yeah. myself yeah, yeah you're, you're, all, you're all sad and maudlin at the minute I can tell Michael do you need a cuddle? Uh, no Allardyce don't deserve uh, one did play for Millwall. Did he? After did. playing for Sunderland, so he had a, a dual interest in uh, in all those shenanigans. And just before playing for Tampa Bay Rowdies, there was the um, just had a little look at um, which of the um, the Nazzle teams was it that had tassels on there? I think it was kid. the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Was it? So I'm looking to see if there's any good photos of him tassels. Where there, it was like was they it? almost had like a suede. Mm. It was like a suede top after the shirt. Or something it with may not have been. That sounds uh, practical. Not nipple tassels. No, not like yours. A suede shirt sounds a bad idea for football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially if you're in in Tampa Bay, which is not noted for being uh, temperate, is it? In the climate there, there is a great website called NASL uh, Jerseys, which has photos of, of all this. I can't immediately, like, swiftly verify tassels, but um, <laughs> I can lose myself trying to find pictures of Big Sam in action. Would you like to see this um, evening? Would you like to see Big Sam in nipple tassels, Michael? I mean, we had, uh, not while he was managing us, but we did have Steve Evans in his shorts and a sombrero, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we were already stayed up by the final day. Big Sam does it in nipple tassels. Very good. Uh, uh, from the, uh, what well, did make me feel less sorry for Millwall, I also found a clip from the away end, yep. which is where you get to have your fun on a day like this. Blackburn had nothing to play for either, I don't think, at this point. I think 
They, they they could have got into the playoffs, but they oh, but Sunderland, as soon as Sunderland won, they could Sunderland were yeah. 3-0 up, weren't they? So yeah. they, knew, they knew they couldn't do it. But they were just enjoying spoiling Millwall's day, which I quite enjoy. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I didn't expect that. They're all crying. They're all crying. They're all crying, you wankers. Excellent. So that was something to, to smile about, at least. You found the tassels and Moscow. We're going to sign off with uh, Southampton's misery. Uh, it looks like it was the Colorado Caribous. Ah. But um, I'm sure there was a Nassau team had them as well, but um, maybe it's just the illusion of them. Strangely, NASL jerseys, which is a very reliable website for photographs of um, NASL players, doesn't have any photos of... Um, Sam Allardyce actually wearing the, the strip of Tampa Bay Rowdies. I don't know, he was he played eleven games for them, scored one goal, but they've had to make do with photos of him playing for Bolton and Preston. Yeah, there was no suede, I don't think, on this uh, on the jersey. It was the the Caribou's. You're is right. Is Caribou the same as a Carabao? Was in the cup? No, no, different thing. Different thing. Yeah. Okay. One's an energy drink. The other's a big move. Yeah, but it's got a it's got a could be. It's got a thing on it. Hasn't I've it? just been silly. Although I, cause I drink Boost. <laughs> anyway, this it's got like sort of it's, it's got it's got like a some horns on the front of it. It's caribou. It's probably the same stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to say it's got dark uh, brown like shoulders sleeves as uh, as this shirt that I'm looking at. We'll we'll stick it on the video version um, so you can see what that looks like. And then around the sort of around the just below the nipples actually, mm. um, some what look like suede tassels. I think that might be where the, the suede ends. You could achieve the effect by buying a square ball scarf from our website. Mm. Well, we've got loads of new ones in stock and they're very reasonably priced. And they have tassels so you could unstitch or just cut the ends off and sew them across the middle of a T-shirt and achieve the same effect. I mean, we have seen the leaks for next season's kit, which will be the nicest Adidas kit we've had in the Championship, uh, which looks great. Maybe it's not too late to send them back and get some, some tassels added or maybe the leaks are wrong. Or just buy a square ball scarf. And add it to your Adidas shirt. Forget about buying anything from Adidas. Just buy a square ball scarf. Best advice. And put three stripes on it. I mean, if you want to take that risk with <laughs> with uh, Adidasler and his lawyers, fine. I'm not endorsing that. I'm saying just be happy with everything you buy from the square ball shop, which should be loads of, of things. <laughs> Please, can we just <laughs> stop, stop this hideous shilling of... Boost and well, we don't tell any, scarves. We don't tell anybody we've got stuff. We've got loads of scarves, so people should buy them. People like the scarves. Mate, it's fucking. It's it's eighteen degrees and it's May. Yeah, but you, you look great. Let's hear from Southampton. Just, just finish this now because it's just god awful. Yeah. You know, Forest amazing tonight. No, but has any team had to play amazing against us? No, 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 not at all. I mean, then there does need to be a hard reset. There does need to be a massive clear out because this this manager. And this squad and this sort of performance in the championship will get you relegated from the championship. Make yeah. no mistake about that. We have been so poor consistently that the, anyone that thinks that we're going to be, you know, make life easy for ourselves in the championship, we're going to literally need a whole new squad and a whole new kind of blueprint. But it's yeah. just, I did, if the I, frustration if, if, thing for me is like, why not make, why, you know, they, they've obviously just agreed to just accept that we're going down, you know, when I say, they, I'm talking about the board and 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 Rasmus and Sport Republic because otherwise they make a change after the Palace loss, they make a change mm-hmm. after 
after the Brentford loss. You know, at that point when they realised that Ruben Sello's points accumulation is even worse than Nathan Jones, problem, big problem. You either make a, a, a you know a move for Big Sam or whoever it may be, um, Uncle Roy, whoever it may be, just just get him in. He's ours. Uncle, back, Uncle back Boy. Uncle Should have done it sooner. Um, two things, totally unrelated thoughts. Did you see that um, Fleetwood had a big flag for their final game of the season at Underwich, which and they were putting it across uh, the wrong way round? No. It wasn't strictly upside down. The Ipswich fans from the away and started singing uh, your flags upside down. But it was, um, it was inverted, so it was uh... back to front. The other thing was Southampton being relegated and us struggling so much is interesting because it's kind of... Um, both trying to do the Red Bull thing mm. in the Premier League and it lasted a little bit longer at Southampton but it's interesting that it's kind of petered out in the same year kind of the, think... the Athletics Adam Crafton made this very point also on Twitter yesterday Moscow yeah well I mean not everybody looks at Twitter or Adam Crafton no so I'm just saying that there, there is a, a school of thought out there you and Crafton about this point yeah I mean, it's, it's fair to say that we share transfer targets as well because we were trying to get Shea Adams off him. We mm-hmm. were trying to get Perot, that left back last summer. Lavia we as well, potentially. Lavia were in for, we were in for Mara, that striker they got from Bordeaux. Mm. Bo- sorry, Bordeaux. Bordeaux. As you, as you would say. So we obviously, he's got Victor Alta's, they've got Victor Alta's spreadsheet, essentially. The one there, the Buzzcox did the song about Badum. Um, they have, they still have the playbook, even though they sacked Ralph Glassenhutl. They had him write a playbook that the whole club is supposed to be working towards and then they went for Nathan Jones who was miles away from what they'd been doing which is a bit Gracia-esque I suppose maybe he's the when did Jones get sacked like about two weeks later has he been gone too long and then Ruben Sellers is promoted from within so trying to make the best of um, what they've been doing for all this uh, time but yeah I mean even Red Bull have moved on aren't they don't like Leipzig don't play like that anymore what the fuck were we doing (laughs) (laughs) it's a fair question I mean every club down the bottom has this same talk as well about we need a big reset next year big clear out all this sort of stuff I mean a a certain amount of the clear out is enforced on you anyway isn't it yeah although I suppose who is Southampton going to sell Ward Prowse because he can well Chelsea Chelsea will buy Lavia for £100 million yeah Yeah, that'll probably be and then anybody else who's got a double barrel name is probably has to leave they they did have three double barrels in the name didn't they um, at the weekend Ward Prowse Walker Peters Bella Ketchup is that right? There you go. He went off injured as well, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, they're down now. Yeah. So, unlucky. There's only one place left, which yeah. is good. Reduces no, the... No, two places left. Oh, okay, yeah, because we're, we're not... Yeah, sorry, I was confused. <laughs> oh, Moscow. <laughs> who, who did I think was bottom of the league? It's Southampton, isn't it? Did you think it's Norwich? Reason, have you convinced uh, yourself that Everton are getting the points deduction? I thought there was a team below Southampton. Nope. No. no. Well, that's bad. There's, there's, one, there's a team one place above them. Do you know who that is? Mm. Leeds United. Yeah, that's maybe what got me confused. Hey, listen, um, we're going to go and do Propaganda Extra tomorrow, aren't we? Rob's going to be in for that. And we do, Are we doing a no football Propaganda Extra? We'll give it a wide berth, I think. Yeah. We should talk about something else. Mm. Maybe touch on football now and so then. So, member but... show, we've got a quiz which is loosely connected to Joel Robles, is, it? is that right? Yeah, I might actually get Moscow to do that today. I don't know. It might suit him more than Rob. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll piece what do you it mean together. You might get me to do it. You're not oh, the you boss of me. You can, you can do it, can't I'll you? I'll just leave now. Why do you hate Joel Robles so much that you don't, <laughs> want, to, that you don't want to speak about and, um, him? He's pretty solid, doesn't he? Thanks to Otter's Micro Penis, who has sent in a question uh, for Michael as well. I only read that out because of the name. Yeah, I think he was, he was in a similar. Um, Similar name last year, last week, I can't remember what it was. I think it was just something like Victor Alta's got a tiny penis or something, yeah. but he's, he's sticking with it. Yeah. 
Not our problem anymore, is it? That micro penis. No, um, well, actually, it kind of is because we've got all these players. Yeah, and we're going to um, we're going to do a um, random number generator question and answer. Are we? Some yeah, of that, a, bit so of, a bit of fun. That's not so. It's not something we don't have to dwell bit, on football. A bit, a bit of escapism. Thank you for joining us on this one. We'll see you over on that one. We've got plenty more to come this week as well. Stick about. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.